Norm Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is the Super Bowl betting preview. As always, I am your host, Nate, with my co-host, Michael. How are we doing today, good sir? I am great. How are you? Doing good. It's the last one of the year. We've we've made it through, I'm not going to lie, not my favorite NFL season, but, you know, all NFL seasons are good NFL seasons. There's just slight variations to how good, I would say. Um. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't call it my, my favorite season. It was fun, though. I loved it. Um, I hope we get some better quarterback play, maybe better quarterback health next year. Um, that would help the product on the field a lot. Maybe better officiating. Um, just some little things. Little things would help. It would be great. We don't ask for much. Like, we really, the bar is so low. It's like, can we try, health is, you know, a random thing, but can we just try to have consistent officiating from crew to crew and not just be like, oh, this dude just calls a thousand times more pass interferences than every other crew in the league. Let's give him a primetime game type of deal. Like, can we not just get a little consistency here? <laughs> It'd yeah, be nice. It's like, it's like the league trolls us because they know they can. Mm-hmm. This is the abusive relationship we have signed up for, unfortunately. Yes, so. it is. Um, as always, if you're new, we're going to break down the game and it's angles we think from there and then we'll hop into the prop market because i do truly find one of the best things is is the prop betting in the super bowl it's hard to find a game edge i feel like often especially with this one but before we hop in because i think it was a little preview any thoughts from the afc championship game like i'm interested do you feel like those give any indication should those be used for this game or do you take that in uh that's a one game sample both these teams are two weeks out you kind of throw that out the door go from there um i I mostly kind of take it as a one game sample just because like the the two weeks that these players are going through they have the whole you know the the the, the lead the week leading up to the super bowl like they're so busy which is media stuff obviously with practicing preparation i almost think they kind of forget about what happened i I just think there's so much going on for them that i I do kind of think it's it's kind of a one-off i mean you can take you could take maybe small things that you saw in that game and you know maybe apply them you know if you saw like obviously you know San Fran you know their secondary you know obviously but that's kind of been something that has been plaguing them all season long but it wasn't great um so yeah I think you could take little things like that to this game I would agree I also walked away feeling I felt gutted for I'm not really gutted because I I do like the matchup we got it would have been cool to see some new bloods. We're getting a repeat of a year ago. Kittle was right. He'll be back. Um, and they're back. But I do feel I left leaving the Ravens game compared to the Lions game going, oh, that was the big blown opportunity. Like that was your shot where the Lions, I walked away feeling like, all right, it's the NFC. You stay relatively healthy next year. You got most of your pieces coming back. You could have another crack at this where the Ravens, it's like you're in the brute AFC. Everybody's healthy, meaning somehow, and you've got a weakened Chiefs team and you just, you yeah. brain farted. <laughs> and also comparing, you know, what before I get there, but what would have been kind of cool though is if we, if we literally bookend the season with Chiefs Lions, Chiefs Lions, but we missed yep. that. Anyways, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I am with you. I, I do think it's more of a loss there for the Ravens, the Lions, you know, everything you said there. They also, they're retaining their entire coaching staff. The Ravens staff is just getting picked apart. I mean, <laughs> like they have no, yeah. they have, they have no staff left. I, I remember they were, um, I think it was the like three days after the season, the Ravens always have a state of the union. And I think they rescheduled it. Cause I mean, they're like, what are we going to, what are we going to talk about? We don't even know who our staff's going to be. So <laughs> they laugh. I was like, man, that sucks. I agree. Um, my final thought on that before we move to the actual game, I, I think Todd Merkin, Merkin, 
Munkin deserves a lot of blame. Should have listened to his wife. Just called the plays that work. He clearly didn't listen to her. <laughs> um, but Hardball, I feel like, has gotten away somewhat. And don't get me wrong, folks. Like, these guys know more football oh. than we will ever hope to know. But, like, I don't feel like Hardball, I feel like he's gotten somewhat scathed away. At some point as a head coach, you got to tell Munkin, stop throwing the damn ball and let's run it like it's working. And that just did not happen. Like, I feel like Hardball dropped the ball just as much as the head coach as Munkin did. There's too many times in the NFL where there are these head coaches who may necessarily aren't, you know, offensive, you know, minded guys, and and they completely are hands off on their offense. And I'm just like, sometimes you got to step in and you just got to say, hey, let's run the ball. Let's run the football. Normally we're yelling at them to stop running so heavy and get a little bit more bass aggressive. And it was the complete opposite there. Yeah, they needed to run. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. All right, but. We got to get to the big shebang. It's Super Bowl week. We have a solid matchup, 49ers, Chiefs. The line's been dancing. It's it's doing the Macarena out there right now. Mm-hmm. It's sitting at two right now. It's been bouncing around. 49ers are the favorite. Over, under is sitting at, that also has been dancing a little bit. Last I see, 47 and a half. Oof. I, where shall we start? <laughs> it is a matchup between... Two, I think, stylistically opposing coaches as far as how they run their organizations. Andy Reid's a little bit more hands-off, allows his coordinators to have great influence throughout the organization. Kyle Shanahan is wound extremely tight and is involved a lot. You have a all-time great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes versus Mr. Irrelevant. We know that storyline. How do you see this one matching up? Where would you like to start? Oh, yeah, Um it, it's fun matchup. Uh, one matchup, obviously, the most obvious glaring matchup is, you know, Patrick Mahomes versus that San Fran secondary. Um, you know, obviously, he's going to be going up against a, a, a decent pass rush um, if everyone's giving effort. Uh, there is one particular defensive end that my team got crushed for for uh, trading that it's showing no effort. Just note that. Um, if, if you so, didn't know any better, you would have no idea he's in a contract year. Zero clue. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It just on a quick tangent it's just like does he care or is he just happy like i'll take one year 8.5 prove it deal next year like i almost wanted like i think maybe he hated getting injured so much which i would too i don't think he wants to ever have that happen to him again um that's just my my personal thoughts i don't want to harp on that for too long um i but some people are fine in the position they are and have no uh ambition on their climb up we work like he he feels he's already arrived i I don't know (laughs) It's, it's strange um so yeah, I don't know what will happen there. Um, but yeah, Mahomes versus that secondary. Um, I, I just yeah, you, it's so tough. You know, I'm not I'm not giving away my play already, but it's tough to bet bet against Patty when he's got a situation like that. I, I think this is going to be obviously a heavy Kelsey game. Kelsey is just I know fancy owners are irate right now because he's just turned it on out of nowhere. Um, Sandbagging at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love I love I love Kelsey in, in this game. Um, I love she Rice in this game. Obviously, I I I, I just think Mahomes is going to be able to pick that secondary part, and then just the ferocity and the ferociousness that Isaiah Pacheco runs with. I, I just I I just think this is this is going to be a, a a good matchup. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm looking on that side of the ball at least. Yeah. Do you think? Because I, I think. I feel like that's a fair narrative. The Chiefs are going to find some. It's tough for me to gauge how much success is going to be here. I've been going back and forth, especially towards the total. I feel like the Chiefs, I mean, they have this phenomenal defense. It is by far the best defense 
Patrick Mahomes has had. Not that he's had bad defenses in Kansas City, but right now, number two in scoring differential this season. In the postseason, they have allowed, they are one of the best teams in the last two decades from a scoring percentage. Um, only about 28.5% of uh, drives end up in a score against this Chiefs defense. How much faith do we have in Brock Party? Because there are takes all over the place. Some people think he's the second coming of Peyton Manning or something. Eli, I guess, would be the better comparison. <laughs> um, and others think he's a certified bum who is just completely carried by this organization and team. Is there any middle ground? Or does there even need to be a middle ground to have success in this game? Um, first of all, I don't think he's a stud, but I also think it's just unfair to say this guy's a bum. I, I don't, I, I don't think you, like, how can you say that? What he's doing, you know, the, obviously, yeah, he has awesome playmakers. I will, you know, the playmaker, when it comes to playmakers in this game, you know, obviously advantage San Francisco. I, I, I it's not really even close in my opinion. Um, but no, I, I, I'd say he's, He's like a middle of the pack quarter. He's a he's a twelve to sixteen ranked quarterback in the NFL, which is when you have a really good team, good coaching, everything around you works out very well. You can you can win with that guy. So I, I you know I think he's fully capable of winning a Super Bowl. No, I don't think he's a bum. I don't think he's a stud. But yeah, I think he is capable of winning this game. And I mean, as long as you keep the talent around him, I, I think he's going to have success throughout his entire career. I don't think he's going to carry teams. No way. A hundred percent agree with that. It's cr- I- Cam Newton is obviously making yeah. head waves. <laughs> I heard that comment where he's like the 10th best player on the team. And I, I did the quick like back of the napkin type of math. I was like, yeah, that's probably about right. But honestly, that's more of a compliment with how loaded the talent positions are. When you think about just the top two, you have a Hall of Famer first ballot left tackle in Trent Williams and you have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the most yeah. dynamic player in football. You got Debo. Like there is just... Fred Warner, who's an alien, just out of this world linebacker. Like, I think probably half the league would be closer to 10 on this roster if you were naming off best players. To, like, I didn't take that as the wildest insult, but man, Cam comes off as a major hater at times. Every single player you just named, and there's more. I mean, Bosa and uh, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, all of those players are better than every single player on the Washington Commanders roster. Easily. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. All it's of them. It's insane. Like it, it yeah. like it was meant to be an insult, but I was walking away like, honestly, to be 10th on that roster ain't that bad. That's like half the quarterbacks in this league would probably be right around there, if not worse. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it was... it's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. The rest of it, it does come off a tad bit bitter. I think Cam has entered yeah. the, the time frame where he was like, God, I was so good for such a short period of time. Yeah. In just a little bit better because he was. I mean, to this day, I still say Cam Newton's the greatest college football player I've ever seen. And that peak with the Panthers, he did drag them to a Super Bowl. <laughs> he did. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I guess the better question here, too, is from a Chiefs defensive perspective, I assume Kyle Shanahan is not going to do what the Ravens did and just absolutely abandon the run because we saw in the Lions game, they're down big. They've got to come back. And he still was committed to, hey, we're not going to get out of what we want to try to do. We're going to continue to play our game. He's going to be run heavy. I would assume he's going to identify, let's maybe not run to the edges because that is where the Chiefs feast. Their DNs have great discipline from keeping their edges. What they rely on their slot corners and secondary to do come up and play physical downhill. They do great. So you got to run it inside. Ironically, you got to run it at Chris Jones, which is... 
seems crazy, but you know, he's a better pass rusher than he is run defender. If they stay with that game plan, is there an opportunity that you see where the 49ers and I'm going to get, I'm sort of getting to this place. I'm trying to find a way to bet this game, which team's going to get up first. If that is the game plan, do you think the 49ers can get up first and potentially win this first half because they can control the clock with the run game? I, I think they can, but it's just a lot of things got to go, you know, correct for that to happen where they're, you know, sustaining long drives, um, it kind of brings me to, I don't know if we want to get into props, but just bringing up a long drive. I, I mean, one of the props I like, obviously odds are this is not going to happen, but the longest drive of the game over 77 and a half yards is plus 140. I can't, I can't just, I can't say no to that. I, I could absolutely see that happen. Um, you know, you, you punt, I don't, you know, off a kickoff or just, you know, punt someone, touchback, falls on the 20. Yeah, I, I think I can totally see it happen. I because my logic here is I've been trying to find a side and I've been struggling to bet a full game, you know, number at two 49ers or Chiefs. And my theory, my working theory right now, tell me if this is crazy. Both these teams are going to have phenomenal game plans, but I almost trust a little bit more that the 49ers will get out to an earlier lead because they're going to have a, a very good early script. You're not requiring Brock to make a lot of adjustments at the line of scrimmage. You're just kind of running what you run. I do have faith Kyle Shanahan will be able to identify a lot of weakness, similar to Andy Reid. But then in the second half, I feel like the Chiefs are going to come storming back because you got Spags making the adjustments in-game that while Kyle Shanahan certainly can make the adjustments, I don't know if Brock can fully execute against a Chiefs defense that is changing scheme mid-game, making the changes at the line. Then you got Patrick Mahomes doing the opposite against that 49ers defense, which we know has been leaky, especially in the back end at times due to schemes. And I feel like then the Chiefs come storming back. So I'm almost thinking about going 49ers first half and then maybe a Chiefs second half or full game winner type of deal. I, I don't hate that line of thinking. We've seen so many games where the Chiefs, they come out and you're just like, what is, what is this team doing? And then, and, and then they just figure everything out. Patty pulls something out of his ass in the second half. I, I, I don't hate that line of thinking at all. I, I We've seen that happen so many times for Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and, and I do think, I mean, yeah, I, that's sort of where my line is thinking. I think we should have probably attack in one area that I would like to attack the prop marks. I got one bet that I think I, I'm feeling heavily, and it is that Kelsey kind of touchdown prop. I don't like first touchdown for games, but I'm actually going to throw Justin Watson in there. He's plus 1,700, I believe, right now for first Chiefs touchdown. Kelsey's plus 330. I have them both paired. I bet both. I do think a tight, tight end touchdown is going to happen first because I saw – I was looking for confirmation because I've been watching this tape, and I've been like, all right, with Tooney out, which we didn't even talk about. We should probably talk about whether that's going to be significant or not. They've been running a lot more heavier sets. Obviously, Kelsey is going to be identified as a problem because they run this three-man weave with Pacheco, Rice, and Travis, but they are currently throwing. I found, I heard this from another podcast, so I'm not claiming this stat as mine, but in the first three quarters on f- early down throws, 42% of the share goes to the tight end position. You get a little creative with Justin Watson down on the goal line or in the red zone, bada bing, bada boom, you're cashing mm-hmm. a big ticket. So I like a Travis Kelsey or Watson, both, either one, first touchdown scorer for the Chiefs, not game. <laughs> right, right. All right, yeah, I like that. Um, one angle that I actually think is maybe not being talked about enough because it's not something we really like talking about too much when we, when we think about football, but 
I think the kicking game could actually play a big role in this game. I, I, I We're looking at a rookie kicker versus, I mean, a veteran kicker who knows nothing but big game kicking because that's all he's done in his career. I mean, Harrison Butker from 40 to 49 yards, he's seven for seven, 50 plus, he's five for five. He's 33 for 35 on the season. He's the fourth kicker, you know, number fourth ranked kicker in the NFL. Yeah, Moody, I think he's the 20th kicker in the NFL. I I think that, you know, the kicking game could come into play. Um, I always, I bet it last year it happened. I always bet on the doink. The doink this year is plus 700. I don't think it was that juicy last year. So I don't remember it being that juicy as well. I thought it was 500 last year from what I recall. Um, yeah, we pulled the trigger on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we definitely, you have to because it's just a fun one anyway. I mean, when you hear that doink, you just get so happy. But regardless, I actually think that the kicking game, I know it sounds funny. I think it could play a huge role in this game. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I had forgot. I marked it down and I forgot to ask how much faith do we truly have in Jake Moody? Because there's a real possibility. This is a very close game. And if it comes down to kicking, I think it's pretty obvious who you want here. Special teams is a big part of this one. Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, definitely would be concerned about trotting Moody out there. He, you know, he's from 40 plus. He is, let's do the math real quick. He is six for nine. Sixty-six percent, not great. Yep, Jake Moody could get a little moody, and you don't mm-hmm. want that in your kicker. You need a ice cold. Yes, you <laughs> do. I've got one. Pacheco over two and a half receiving yards. I've noticed this in the last couple, or not receiving yards, reception. Sorry, two and a okay. half. <laughs> I've been like pull money out of your four hundred one k, folks. <laughs> Lay that down today. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half receptions. And the reason I'm playing that is I've noticed that the Kansas City Chiefs, I went back and I've watched their last four games. Um, And I noticed that Pacheco, especially Pacheco, but all running backs, have done a really good job with the delayed hot route option. So they're hanging back, seeing if they need to pick up a, a late blitzer or help out alignment, and then they're bailing out. The 49ers DNs love to crash inside to try. They don't they don't have as good of edge discipline as the Chiefs do. And Patrick Mahomes has had no problem checking down if it's not there this season. He knows that his pass catchers are not what they used to be. He isn't forcing it as much. He has no problem swinging it out to the check down guy. That other option for a running back. I like Pacheco over two and a half receptions this season. Just the way they've been schematically doing it. He bails out a ton because... Oh, yeah. He hasn't needed to stay back in pass protection as much. I think that could potentially change with the Tooney injury, but they've done a decent job masking that, and he's still bailing out in that Ravens game, having those opportunities. I like over two and a half receptions for Pacheco. I, I like that too. This is one that's paying plus money. I'm kind of surprised just because there's so many opportunities for scorers on this one. Both teams to score just one rushing touchdown. Sitting at plus 125. I mean, you got to think, McCaffrey is going to rush one in. If not, Debo will rush one in. And then you've got Patty Mahomes, who is always running wild, especially especially in, when Mahomes is in like must-win games, that guy, he, he gets like two times faster. I don't know. It's it's very bizarre. Um, so you got, you know, Mahomes has the opportunity. Pacheco has the opportunity. I I, I just think, you know, that paying plus 125, uh, I, I, I like it. I agree. I, that's a great one. I'm going to have to mark that one down. Um, Kelsey over receptions. Here's how I play just all players. I just get them early in the week, and then I keep looking at the lines because the public is going to come. If you're a person who wants to bet a big-time player, 
think, you know, Debo, McCaffrey, Travis, I think the working theory for Super Bowls always, if you're thinking about taking the over, bet it early in the week. And then the public's going to probably come in and push that number up higher. Mm -hmm. You can decide to bet it down and get yourself a nice middle ground there. Um, or you can just stay away from it. If you want to bet an under, wait until closer to Sunday because I can already guarantee. I got the number at six right now. I can guarantee that's probably going to take off further. Um, like I said, it goes back to that number. You know, 42% of pass attempts in the first three quarters on early downs are going to the tight end position right now. I think they're going to look to try to get Kelsey up and going early. I think the two weeks rest is huge for Kelsey. I think yeah. it's been a little overblown, you know, his age thing. It's certainly a factor. It's, you know, in honor of Toby Keith, what's the line? You know, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good as I'll ever need to be or whatever it was. Sorry, I messed yeah. that up. R.I.P. You get where I'm going, folks. Um, I think this is where that plays. You know, you got to get up for one game. You've had two weeks off now. You you had a really tough schedule there towards the back end of the season. I think they're going to try to get him going early, similar to what they did in Baltimore. See what the 49ers are willing to do to address that problem. It's sort of like, are you going to be the defense that says, hey, you got to, we're going to isolate this guy. We're going to say you can't go to him. You got to beat us elsewhere. Or are we going to be able to get our matchups? They'll test him early. They'll give him chances to get the ball. I like over six and a half, I think, on that one. I like that too. And I like, I mean, this kind of pretty much goes exactly with, you know, your thinking there. Um, it's 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 obviously it's low hanging fruit. It's the most obvious person to pick, but most receptions in the game, Travis Kelsey is plus one fifty five. I mean, Ooh, I like that. He's by far. I mean, I know they've got great receiving threats over on the other side, but he is he's the best receiving threat on the entire field. He, he is. Um, he's first ballot Hall of Famer. That's I, I like that. So I mean, I don't really like uh, Rasheed Rice is plus two hundred. I don't like him as the second one, but. I say that and he'll probably he'll probably win, but I wouldn't go with him. But Kelsey at plus one fifty five, I just I just think that's so easy. I agree. I went. This is a random one, but I thought, eh, maybe there's a shot here with the way the 49ers, um, or forty ers the Chiefs play. Um, Jair Brown most tackles or assists plus seventeen hundred. He's coming down from the safety position. They have no problem playing him in the box, getting aggressive. He's going to be around the ball a lot. Like there are other guys that are probably the better one. I'm looking at just value here, like a Fred Warner type of guy, probably going to lead the game in tackles most likely. But like trying to take a flyer, sprinkling a tiny bit. Brown's been playing fantastic of late. He's been around the ball a ton. The way these matchups work, I feel like he's a going to just be naturally around the ball a lot here and have a decent shot at it. So with those odds and value, I just sprinkled a very tiny amount, but I was like, this is a random one. We're going to throw it out there. I don't know how confident I am in that it's going to hit, but I think it's those odds and the ability of where he plays. I think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Uh, this one's just kind of fun. You really kind of have to like kind of rack through your brain and think about everyone's Jersey number. But first touchdown scored by a jersey number over 22 and a half or under 22 and a half. Ooh. I kind of, there's so many, San Francisco has so many options for under. Yeah. If you think about the receiver, at least, you know, Debo and Ayuk, but then, you know, McCaffrey's 23. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Kelsey, obviously. So I don't know. I don't know which, which side I would pick. I, I, I kind of lean over, but that's just kind of a funny, just fun prop to look at. I do like that. Speaking of Ayuk, I went under on his receptions. I don't know how much I love it, but my logic there is like I could see him breaking open a big play, so I didn't want to bet his receiving props, but I think they're just going to be so run heavy, and then it's going to be a lot of Debo, Kittle, making sure you're not putting 
you know, uh, Brock Purdy in tough situations. I do also think he's going to throw a pick probably like there's going to be a pick in this intercept in this game. So I also like Brock Purdy for at least one interception. Um, we all saw that dumb, dumb play he had in the Lions game. We're doing right to the linebacker. What's going on here? Play. <laughs> it was like JJ McCarthy in the opening series for the Rose Bowl against Alabama. I was like, what the hell is happening here? What's yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. I do think there will be an interception for sure. Yeah, but I went under Brandon Ayuk rece- uh, receptions at four and a half. I just think the stylistic part of the game, mm-hmm. he's going to be involved and he could break one really big, but I feel like he'll be less, there are going to be less opportunities for him to be as involved um, in this game, I think, because he's more the deep threat guy anyway. Yeah. And I just don't think that's going to be the game plan that the four, it's going to be a lot more short, more conservative run approach, unless they get behind and then this could all go to shit. So, yeah, that would agree. Um, that's about all I got for prop bets at this point. I'll probably do a Gatorade if I'm in a stupid state. God, what the word? We get legalized gambling. I can't bet on the national anthem or Gatorade color. Isn't this America, folks? Aren't we supposed makes, to be here? It just makes no sense because I can bet on if there's going to be a doink. I can bet on which jersey number is going to score first. I can't bet on a color. Why not? <laughs> so true. I don't get it. <laughs> so true. Um, any other uh, uh bets before we? give our final opinions on the game as a whole. No, no, I'm, I'm ready to give my final opinion. I think what is, what is the final opinion this year? Super Bowl 49ers chiefs for you. Good, sir. So me, I, I just think this chiefs team, they are, they're in my opinion, they are becoming, you know, the, the new new England Patriots. I, I think they, I really do. I, I think this is what they're coming to be. They're becoming a team that we as fans, they're reaching that point where we're actually starting to dislike them. <laughs> that means that they are a good team. They've been good for a while. We kind of liked them in the beginning. Now we're getting tired of them. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think Mahomes, I can't bet against the man. I, I think, you know, I'm going to take them plus two. I'm going to take them on the money line as well. Um, I, I just think this is this is the dynasty. They're finding they're finding new ways to win games. It's not all about Mahomes just dominating. That that That's signs of just a dominant dynasty. That That's what I think the Chiefs are, and I think they're going to continue. That I'm glad you brought up that point because of course we're having the goat conversations, which at this point he's obviously earned to be in that that conversation. But for me, it's always been: can you do it over a longevity period, a long period of time where you're going through multiple iterations of a team? Because that's what what Tom Brady was the greatest at is he sort of stayed even keel as the pieces around him changed and aged out, and he started playing with kids of players that he played against at the beginning of his career. And like, I'm not saying you got to play that long, but it's like, how do you adjust to the ever changing environment? You're changing roster. And he hasn't like, it's not been great, but it's still been top of this world. Clearly the best quarterback in the league. Fantastic. And when I say it hasn't been great, that is comparing it to the years previous for the chief standards, not the league standard folks. I don't know if people coming from my throat on that. I am comparing it to the chief standard of themselves, not the league. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, that's where my opinion, I, I, that's why I, I'm sort of locking in 49ers first half. I think they get out early, but then the chief's machine starts to take over here. The experience patch Mahomes getting out there, making plays, the adjustments to the adjustments. I just have so much more faith and I really do not have a lot of faith in Wilkes' ability as a defensive coordinator right now for the 49ers to make the in-game adjustments that are going to be needed to contain Patty Mahomes. That's where I'm at with this one as well. 
But I also wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers win. That's why I'm not rushing yeah. the window to bet either one of these. As the to- I'm like much more interested in the prop market this year. I do not have as strong of a feeling on a team this year. I am with you on that. Um, I do think the 49ers are probably, you know, top to bottom are the more, more talented team, but just the Chiefs are just their group of winners. That's, that's yeah. what they are. It also hurts that like outside of Trent Williams, it's just four guys trying yeah. to hold it together. Like they're doing their best impersonation of offensive linemen of the 49ers offensive line room outside of Trent Williams. Yeah. That, that hurts. I know Cooney is a problem, but like gee, that that gives me a little bit of nervousness because the vast majority of the 49ers runs this season outside zone runs. What do you have to do against the Chiefs? You have to run it inside. You cannot try to play on the edges. They are going to eat you alive as the Ravens found out last season or last game, not last season. Um, All right. Any final thoughts before we break for the last show of the year? No, 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 no final thoughts on this game. I do have two random things that I heard that I just want to bring up. So 58 total Super Bowls, but this kind of surprised me. There's only been 65 total coaches. Shows a lot of coaches have been going back to the Super Bowl. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Another thing I heard blew my mind. With the exception of Ben Johnson, no team has the same offensive coordinator from the start of 2022 NFL season. That blew my mind. (laughs) That is crazy. I was looking it up. I was like, there's just no way. Uh, uh, That that position constantly is getting thrown around, promoted to head coach. No team other than outside Ben Johnson. This supports my theory of why defensive co- coaches are going to have it harder and harder as we move yep. forward to get head coaching jobs because you're always having to replace your OC. Like you'd rather just get the head coach that knows exactly. Yep. And like it's just going to be impossible. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I, fun facts to end of the day. My final thought because CBS has this game, so we unfortunately are going to have mm. to get Tony Romo. Can we nice. please make the trade? for Romo for Greg Olson because he's clearly not going to beat out Tom Brady if he does over Fox and Greg Olson's the odd man out at Fox make the switch please for the love of God <laughs> I mean it's so on un- what's happening to Greg Olson is honestly incredibly unfair because he is awesome at his job Tony Romo is no longer prepared um no. just he doesn't care about it anymore it's so bad. yeah we need to we need to do something about it and also just because Jim Nance, is, he's a national treasure. He's awesome. He is a great play-by-play guy. He deserves to be better with him. You know, yeah. deserves to be next to someone better than Tony Romo. Um, I have heard rumors, though, that this might be Nance's last game. Ooh, I'd be interested. It would be awful. That would be awful. Yeah, that would be tough. The perfect uh, Romoism was last week in the Ravens game where I forget what happened. The Chiefs kicked a field goal or something. I think it was the Ravens game. And Romo goes, that's the game, folks, but they may still come back. What? <laughs> yeah, he's just it's not like, very good. There's plenty of time for them to come back, but that's the game. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he's awful. Oh, he's just not good at his job. It. it was just, it was the perfect Romo, Romo uh, verbiage or whatever. I don't know. I'm, now I'm Romoism. Romoism. Yeah, Romoism. Um, my other thought too, I was thinking, because I see this replay every time this year. And I think, damn, I love iPhones, probably a top five human technology of all time. Oh, yeah. But it really does take away from the flashes in the crowds for the opening kick. And it's the Devin Hester kick return opening with all that. Like it just elevated. That moment was awesome to begin with because you have an opening kick return on the on the Super Bowl. But the lights flashing in the background, it just gave the games bigger gravitas. Uh, I agree. That. I'm with you. Uh, they should, I they do should miss- start pumping in just just fake flashes if they can that would be awesome i agree (laughs) we've got the technology yeah if you have an ability to bet the over on the national anthem hit that over crush it it's i don't i want to say like the last like 
I think there's only been like two in the last 12 attempts or whatever. I've gone under 90 seconds. Like Reba's going over. All right, folks. Yeah. She's <laughs> going to get her money's worth. Yeah. It's her moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it, folks. As always, peace. Peace.